0: You just tuned in with Defiance Defiance the the Dawn dawn. live on the chopping block. Prepare to level the game with With the the knowledge knowledge of street science. science. Turn your speakers up and let's get into it. That hurts so good, man. That's the shit to remember when you forget everything else. (laughs) Hey, what's going on, my people? Welcome to a new episode of the chopping block. I'm your host, Defiance the Dawn, Corey Austin. Y'all know me, and if you don't, you can get to know me. So I'm really glad that we get to go ahead and do the first show of the new year. Dropping it, and I hope everybody came into the new year real good. I did. I was able to chop it up with a lot of family. We kept it real calm, though. We didn't do a whole lot. It wasn't anything crazy. I know some of y'all had to go ahead and get your last real itch in. Oh, yeah, we're going to do it hard this year. Yeah, let me go ahead and celebrate and go ahead and go all the way in and everything like that. But nah, I kept it real cool. No turn ups. Nobody really got extra lit. It wasn't nothing like that. But that's what you do. Hey, all more to you. I just always look at the people that they say, Oh, the new year, I'm going to start doing this or I'm going to be that. And it's funny because you're like, Why do you have to wait for a new year in order to decide you're going to be this new person? If you already know what the heck you want to be, you know what the hell you want to do, just start that right now. Why wait? But I guess some people need an excuse to kind of be what they really want to be a little bit longer. Like if you want to get fucked up or you want to do whatever, you've been slacking on your priorities, that's cool. Just own up to it. You know, it's all good but a lot of things going on and it felt good though it felt good coming in to the new year with the right people it always do because that's very symbolic of you know how the rest of your year is going to play out it's kind of when you look around and who do you start your year with what do you start your year around what's of going on in your circle when you're really getting things to jump off and i was able to look around i saw a lot of loved ones so that was good for me you want to keep that in mind your surroundings is everything and what is going on around you says a lot too what you tell yourself is big influence in what's going to play out but sometimes we don't always tell ourselves the truth do we we don't always tell ourselves what's really going on. Sometimes we want to tell ourselves something that feels good instead of something that's real. And so when you tell yourself something that feels good, you ain't always going to get the right outcome. So I just like everybody to peep what's around them and see what's going on and keep it 100 with yourself about what's going on and what you're going to do about it. If you don't like your situation, change up. And right? I see every time I'm searching on you know, the internet, I'll be browsing, doing my research, and they pop up. I was looking at a news story earlier today, and it had ooh, Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle, the, the royal wedding thing. They're still trying to squeeze everything out of that story the whole prince and princess, that Disney Cinderella story, the white knight in shining armor finds his black girl, and they get married, and everything's happily ever after, whatever, and then they throw in slight things in there, Kate, hey, she's left the some ceremony before, you know, uh, Meghan Markle arrived there, trying to just go ahead and throw off some little beef or whatever it is. And people are still looking at it and looking at this and that. And they, they're they totally tugging at this, like, oh, this is the ideal look. This is what everybody would want. This is, this is that dream, but then you have to have your drama in it. So this whole royal thing is just another soap opera. And... They love just milking the shit out of things. Just milking anything that they can from any direction where now people watch these episodes and they're like, oh, is this going on or what are they doing to her or whatever side that you're on. But when you look at your own situation, you are so fucking far from anything that could be remotely close to the life that they're living. What these royal family people in England, the type of life that they have is on a completely different level that we can't even fathom. The stuff that they do and the type of lifestyle that they live is completely out of the realm, especially of your average American. So when they go ahead and they play out this whole story that they know, these people watching just kind of get sucked into watching little things like this. I mean, half these Disney and um, Cinderella princess stories, they were based off of a lot of European culture, a lot of culture that came from England and stuff over there, so when you see them play out these things it's because it's relatable to the type of stories that they've been telling little girls since the late 40s this is this is the stories that they've been you know coming out with that people look at and it's just when you see all that stuff getting played out and everybody's really engaged on it and you know that's how it works when there's something that they want you to be able to have an opinion about, they definitely put that out there and allow it to tug on a feeling that you might have. And I was I was watching something else, an, another big craze that people were talking about. We sat down and we checked it out. It was that uh, movie, that Bird Box i ain't going to go into a whole review there's enough people talking about it whether it's what they liked what they didn't like whatever however it worked but when i look at a little bit of what was going on with what i said uh earlier that whole past the wedding but just the drama with that type of stuff and our lives being so separated then I'm watching this movie I'm like wow what I got out of it at the end of the day you're average person and I don't want to leave any spoilers but you know I I don't I'm not really going to get into it so the bird box basically is how blindly we are bred for survival and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about is just the blind level of survival that we're automatically embedded with. And that's very important because with so much going on, to not really take notice to where your position is in the midst of everything around you, that leaves you very blind But vulnerable at the same time. And uh, those can kind of go one in the same with being blind and then also being vulnerable. And we're not talking about a physical blind, but just a blind in comprehension and understanding. And so we end up really living out a life that when we're in that survival mode sometimes driven by a lot of feelings. And those feelings can be fears, doubts. Those feelings kind of can intertwine where we have to feel this need in order to get to the next level, in order to not fail, in order to keep existing. We have to go ahead and survive at all times. And so trying to imagine a life that is completely outside that realm of ever having to cope with the survival mechanism that's innately built in you. You're not going to understand someone like that because everyone that you know or usually come in contact with, that's the state of mind that they constantly have to live in is how to survive. Now, there's different levels and layers to that. There's some people that live in an ultra survival mode where consistently there's something happening where they're just trying to survive to keep their lights on. Then you have survival mode of somebody that went ahead and got went to college, got a degree, has a profession, but they're trying to survive to keep that job in order to keep the rent and all the fancy things that they have. There's still a fight within a bureaucracy of what they work within in order to uphold that facade of what it means to live that American dream. So that's part of the American dream is fighting to survive in order to have enough to show. And when you think about all that, because we're driven by this fear of not making it, doubts that we can't do better, doubts that we can't succeed, doubts that whatever it is that doesn't lead us to have that happiness. So if you have so many people that consistently have this survival mode, it's almost like there's been a programming that has happened on a social level. And it's nothing at the fault of the person themselves. But, you know, it's it's very hard for people to go ahead and sometimes have their own um, original thought of what they want to do or what they want to aspire to based on whatever your survival environment happens to be. And it can be something that we can also look at, is it intentional? Because has there ever been a time that society has really pushed or voiced for there to be a society of highly advanced, intelligent thinking, critically thinking people? Is that something that would be more of a benefit or a threat to the social order? You have to think about that because the best way for most people to be is highly trained and highly teachable in order to execute certain things, not individualized and people to have really their own say so their own voice and do their own thing and when you think about this whole survival thing well let's let's even go back to how you end up being shaped to be just where you are who you are first look at your genetics those are going to create instincts Um, that are innately in you it's also going to give you your way that you're going to feel and how you're going to look but your genetics those instincts that you feel about something that usually comes from that scientific basis that's that's your makeup your biology what's been passed down that type of stuff is going to be instinctual to your body then your upbringing is going to create a personality about yourself. What you mimicked from watching your parents and other close family do, that's where you're going to start developing a personality about yourself. And then that environment that you grew up in, that's what's really going to mold your character. How do you deal with hardship? How do you deal with the environment? What kind of person is that environment going to make you? And then your experience, that is going to shape your behavior. That's going to be how do you react to things? How do you make your choices? How do you make hard choices? What drives your decisions? So all these things kind of start playing into that program of shaping you for the person that you're going to be in this world. You start to look at it. All those things have a part that they play, and your experiences are what's going to lead you to coming into that survival mechanism. Now, there's also conscious and unconscious influences that you have to think about. Can it be influenced by your environment? And then you're also influenced by what you watch, what you digest, things that you're into who you're around, and those are things that you've kind of decided to do on your own terms and by your own choice. But they also have unconscious imprints that they leave, things that kind of get downloaded unconsciously that you may not know from your choice of interactions. And uh, those unconscious influences leave imprints on your subconscious. So the conscious meaning you're very aware of what's being thrown at you and unconscious just meaning you're not aware of what's being thrown at you, but you might be aware of the choice that you made. Maybe you're watching a television show. You're going to go ahead and get the message that you see that's very overt. And then there's other things that your brain's picking up that you're unaware of. Now, that's going to play a part in how you end up taking it in within your subconscious. And let me let me go ahead and get deep with y'all. Let me let me let me get a little bit deeper and this show I wanted to talk about a little bit more of this. So when we when we look at sometimes how things influence us on a subconscious level Well, the subconscious usually runs during the time that we're asleep. The conscious mind is what takes over while we're awake. And the brain is regulated by two different chemicals during your sleep and your awake phase. One is serotonin and the other is melatonin. Now, serotonin is what energizes the body it keeps you vibrant and it puts you in a go mode it's what's going to go ahead and drive you to do the things that you need to do and it's critical for the brain to be able to think serotonin is very important uh, for the body when the body needs to function during daytime hours melatonin is completely the opposite It's for resting and it's for healing the body. It nourishes you during nighttime. So when you're in sleep mode, it allows you to go ahead and heal parts of the brain, heal parts of the body that needs to be energized during the next day. It's also very essential for the creation of melanin within the body. Melatonin goes very hand in hand as one of the uh, large contributors to that. So you have Serotonin and melatonin. And when you're in that sleep space, now you're also dealing with what? The subconscious. So the things that you've taken in throughout the day also now become a factor into the subconscious mind. And now the subconscious mind is the mind that's running during the time that you're asleep. So when you find yourself... And you have certain dreams and whether they're memorable or not, or you wake up with a feeling or suggested thought that happened. These are things that kind of opened up during that subconscious phase. Some call it where they go into deep sleep, be heavy REM sleep where you're able to go into a deep subconscious state and pull out a lot of things that may be sitting there dormant that you didn't know about, but you don't understand really how they start to influence your dreams and sometimes influence your drive or what you feel about yourself throughout your life. So when we start to tie these things together, and I know we kind of went, went off, but when we look at, All the things that are placed directly in front of us and we're unknowingly kind of digesting information on a regular basis and not fully thinking about how that affects us on a day-to-day basis or even how it affects us a time that we're sleeping or how it affects our subconscious mind, we end up having thoughts that sometimes aren't always coming from the best space. So when we start talking about things that we want to accomplish, what you want to do, and we start having doubts, we start having fear of trying to do stuff, We make up dilemmas in our head about situations and circumstances that haven't even played out. There's stuff that people will tell themselves and the scenario hasn't even happened. But they will tell themselves they can't do it. They'll look for every doubt that can exist just so that they can't accomplish it because their subconscious mind has been so imprinted with something that works against them. And we have to look at that level of manipulation because manipulation that happens within our mind, usually we're the biggest advocates of that a lot of times we're the ones in our own way because there's no real factor for why that thought should still be there other than maybe a single bad experience something you've seen a behavior from your parents or in childhood growing up in not the most upworthy environment. Things that automatically leave those imprints subconsciously that we carry with us throughout our entire life. And that's what's crazy. Those things that we download within our own mind. We create them to be very powerful and very real. And we even create these things to be more powerful than ourselves. So when we think about all these different, you know, scenarios... It's like we're working with a world that we're creating based on limitations. That's powerful. Because sometimes imagination can be stronger than knowledge. Because you're using your imagination to create something to work against you. That's powerful. Why would you do that? So these are questions that we have to be real and have to be able to look at ourselves. And as I talk to y'all, I look at this stuff within myself. I look at these things that I have to work with and work through. And it's not always easy, but it's something that as human beings we all have to be able to work with. And how do we now know how original our thoughts are? What's the thoughts that you should go with? And and it even gets a little bit more deeper than that because the rabbit hole goes deep. It's like Alice when she fell down the rabbit hole and she's in this whole different land that's, in this world different than where she currently existed and she's lost and can't find her way back. And that's kind of interesting because it's like when you start one project and you set off to go ahead and do something, you, even if you start a job. I need to go ahead and start working. I just need to go ahead and throw money in my pocket. Or it might have been, you know, I'm moving up in career and i just trying to really land this good job. And you're thinking about the things that you can accumulate and how you want to move your life forward, but you were never thinking about making that really a part of your life always. And then 15 years later, you turn around and you're still there. And then you stepped out of one world and stepped into another, and it's... Completely different than where you initially started. And that's the crazy part about our thinking and what we tell ourselves and end up staying true to it. You have to know what's really the first thought, initial thought that you really want. And then what's this thing that you create that tells yourself, hey, this is what you have to do even if you're miserable. This is what you can't do because you don't you don't have what it takes. Or whatever it is. All those things to keep you living in that survival mode. That survival mode isn't made for a dreamer. It's not made for imagination. It's made to deal with the now. And we all need survival mode. We need a lot of things. We need to be intellectuals. We need to be survivalists. We need to be hustlers. We need to be imaginative. We have to have multi-plethora of things because being a human being isn't so simple. It's very complex and we're multifaceted. So we have to be able to have these different sides to play at the right time. But being too much of any one thing is what's going to end up holding you back. And these things that we tell ourselves internally, we have to be able to know how to overstep them and reach outside. There's a lot going on that is easy to influence parts of how you think. So you could even go into television, social media. What you see, what they're directing you towards, what they're telling you, what they're painting a picture of, what you should admire but not have for yourself. Those types of things. Back back in the day, they had, well, I'm not going to say back in the day, but like the late 90s, I remember I came across a book that was a game changer and they were talking about influence of people's thoughts and there's internal influences and external. And it was a book that was actually called Transformation America. And it was written by Kathy O'Brien in the late 90s. And it's, for then, was a pretty scary and game-changing book where they were talking about the CIA and information that the CIA would use to be able to do testing, suggestive testing and mind manipulation under the guise of the Clinton administration. So it was very wild, a lot of the stuff. And they talked about a method that was also called remote viewing. Now, what remote viewing is is when somebody is able to do a form of mind manipulation from remote location. And they used this kind of loosely. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. You should check it out. Manchurian Candidate. They did two different versions of them. The second one, I think, came out in the early 2000s. It was with Denzel Washington. Very good movie. Very good movie. But... Manchurian Candidate was kind of based off of that remote viewing uh, transformation America type ideology. And when we think of how they were able to do this, because the mind or the brain more so is an instrument and it's very powerful instrument where it has frequencies, it has Waves that it gives off and it can be measured, tested against. The brain actually functions in a certain frequency of hertz. That's what it's measured by. Just like you have radio signals that are measured by their radio waves. Then you have microwaves. You still have brain waves that are on a measurement of frequency that can be manipulated if they're matched with a similar frequency. And that's how you have a sphere of invisible influence over another when that signal is being broadcast at the right level. That's why even when you see them talking about extinguishing of bees or even pigeons that... Get off course when they're flying It's when there's waves that interfere With the thinking Which is even the pineal gland Where you have that interference in the brain Because that's supposed to be the brain's compass To allow it to understand Time and direction And location Based on the brain's frequency With the rest of the earth And so when you really think about that um, there's frequencies that are being pulled at and tested and prodded by studying the brain activity of the human being and they test this very carefully and for a very long time very long time in the early I want to say in 1920s, there was a man, Edward Bernays, and he was the nephew of Sigmund Freud. And he was the one that really came to help the government understand the way of swaying public opinion, how to understand social engineering, change people's minds, manipulate the way that they think, For branding, buying a product, how to go ahead and convert the American public from citizens into state of consumers rather than producers. So that was over a long period of time. And then you start taking that with other methods. So there's things being thrown at you at a level that you couldn't even conceive When you have a random thought pop in your head. When you're just driving and a random song pops in your head. And you're not even listening to anything. These are things being thrown at you. That influence your mind on a regular basis. And so it's important to know that. You're not just going ahead and being weak to what you end up being susceptible to. There's also a level of, I guess, shaping that happens naturally. And then there's a manipulation that also takes place intentionally. Being aware of both. Is only beneficial to you because it allows you to understand what you're working against. I always say it's best to be aware so that you can make a conscious decision versus making a manipulated one. Safeguarding your mind is just as important as working out the body. Healing the mind is just as important as healing the body. Having a healthy diet of the mind is just as important as a healthy diet to the body. And the food, as they say, which is thought, that's what the brain and the mind actually processes. That's what it needs to digest. What kind of food are you taking in? What are you mentally digesting? Is it something that contributes to the doubts, the fears? Is it a weakened mind that's susceptible to levels of manipulation? I don't know, but the best way is starting to be aware of what takes place around you, being aware of what you do within your home, being aware of the things that you choose to digest. Because as you choose a better mental diet, it will show up in the way that you treat those around you. And the things that you want to exemplify from yourself. The things that you want to end up teaching your family members. Teaching your kids. The way that you choose to be with your spouse. Some people outgrow each other because one chooses a better mental diet over the other. And that's okay. It's okay that you choose that I don't want to exist in a life of survival mode all the time. Because that's what it ends up being. That's just existing. But it's not really living. And if you choose a life you want to live, you have to be able to balance that survival mode with something else. And that's being able to have a better perspective. Being able to have clarity by accepting a new diet. Better mental health. Training the mind to be stronger I have uh things right now where even where I go back to some of these things that I've read and on social media, I mean everybody's on a Facebook or got an Instagram or Twitter, which isn't a bad thing, but being aware of the uses. Because at the same time, there's a level of study. To study the mind of the human being is one of the greatest feats of all time. That's one of the greatest studies is to understand the human being, to understand the mind of man and all of its complexities. So... There's companies that look for a study of a large, abundant amount of people. You go to Facebook and now they have a lot of information on the behaviors and the thought patterns and the way that people end up reacting to what they end up seeing. They got companies in China right now that have artificial intelligence that use algorithms based on the study of the human behavior pattern to predict things that may happen, to predict based on how you react to something, how you react to a social situation or... What you see on social media. How do you engage with that? Do you like it more? Do you do you sway away from it? What is your feeling towards these things? And they can predict now how you may react to similar situations that may come. Now you go ahead and have that study done with a few billion people. And you can start gauging things. And so it gets deep. It really gets deep. Then the study gets deep. And thinking about your position among the world that you create is important. Because everybody's fighting for A piece of your time, a piece of your mind, but the main person that should have a piece of your mind is you. You should have a piece of mind. You owe that to yourself. And you owe to yourself to have your original thought, have your original thinking, and act on it instead of fitting into the pigeonhole of whatever anyone else has placed upon you whether it's something from a spouse, from your parents from a childhood, from your environment from television from what you've seen online, digital no what your instinctual feelings are those are your first original ones what you feel you need to do act on it if it's in the best interest of you and doesn't cause any infliction on those around you. So, it's all these things that you can see and... um when I, when I sit and I check out movies and I watch things and I pick up stuff like that. Hollywood knows this stuff. There's geniuses that work in there. People think that they just get paid a lot of money just to go ahead and make a movie. They get paid a lot of money because they're able to influence the masses. They get paid a lot of money because they have been able to consolidate an industry. They've been able to go ahead and learn... What human beings think, what they like, what attracts them. And then you have these other platforms that are trying to mimic on miniature levels exactly what they've mastered. These are things that you need to know, you need to be aware of in order to concentrate on your own damn life. Don't let anybody tell you what you can or you can't be. Don't let anybody join your circle that has doubts on you. Because that's what is automatically in human nature is to get close to some people. That's what people do. They like to get close to you so they can infiltrate your ranks, infiltrate your circle. And then they want to make sure that they keep you at their same eye level. Crabs in a barrel. They seek out weakness. They look for that. And it pulls a mirror in. It's like magnetic. So being able to have that strong mental state is only going to go ahead and carry you to better places. So thinking about that manipulation, thinking about are you going to sit in survival mode or are you going to go ahead and survive to be greater a lot coming at you and you know I know it so that's basically what I wanted to chop up today definitely wanted to hit y'all with something a deep a little bit more but hey I have no qualms about it if that's not what you were looking for then fine but that if that is we're going to have more of it and we're going to have more dope stuff too so I'm all for it but I'm glad that um y'all were able to tune in but by the way go ahead and check out any music related stuff people that want to be able to get their music stuff on independent artists that type of stuff go check out imperialhustle.com we got music artists all the time independent um hip-hop and r&b that we're always dropping and we have advice and guidance on there for those that are really trying to get their music game up and really trying to get you know um some more marketing media got a lot of articles on there um and then feel free to go to infinitelifelived.com that's my clothing line we have all kinds of empowerment stuff things that keep you motivated, suggestive terms that will benefit you and help you, and terms that give you the real history and all that. So check out Infinite Life Lived, and that's where we want you to have that mortal thought. But I love y'all. Take care. Till next time, go ahead, check out the websites, and stay tuned for the next one. Peace.